Hello, hello. Happy hello, Wednesday. Hello. <laughs> Happy hump day. Welcome to episode 27 of Lessons and Legacies. And today is a really, really special episode. Not only are we talking about resilience, but you guys, it's a, it's a doubly special episode today. Why? Because you get not one Melissa, but two Melissas. <laughs> My very special guest with me today. This is this is really cool because this is the first time she and I have ever talked face to face. However, um, I did go back through our feed, and the first time we started talking was November twenty second of two thousand and nineteen. And lo and behold, here is our first face to face conversation. So I am going to allow my special guest to introduce herself, however she likes, and let you know a little bit about who she is and what she does. Hi, my name is Melissa. Um, I live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is quite a distance from Melissa. Yes. <laughs> I am 52 years old. I am a stay-at-home mom to, to two wonderful cats. Yay! And I should say, and one child, which is my husband. But yes. does that count? I don't know. The husbands, I usually like to count as two children. Yeah, that's about right. We're twice as much work. So when I say I have two little girls and then I have a dog and I have a husband. So I call it, well, I have five that I take care of. Double that's dose for the husband, right. the two girls and the dog. So. <laughs> I am I'm completely and totally with you on that one. And so, yes, you're coming all the way from Pittsburgh. You said um, well, it's, it's a long distance from me here in North Carolina, but I'm originally from Detroit, Michigan. So I would venture to say that. Your weather up there is probably a little comparable to my my old hometown right now. What's the weather like up there by you? Um, it is a nice brisk. I'm I'm a winter baby. I love winter. Oh, you so like the cold. <laughs> I love cold. I love snow. I will take as much snow as I can possibly get. So it's about 36 degrees and sunny, and I am just happy as a clam with it. Oh my gosh, 36. Ugh, it's making me freeze to even think about it. Yeah, my mom said it's supposed to be like 40 up in Michigan today, and it's supposed to be 52 here. It's sunny. The sun actually feels really strong today, so I've been trying to soak that up, get my vitamin D in there. But yeah, yeah oh my gosh. It, is, it is very sunny. It's all sunny here. There's barely any clouds. And when I did my little morning affirmation this morning outside, it was just, I was like, wow, does that feel good? Yeah, it's the sun. I'm telling you, the sun makes a difference. It has been kind of uh, glum and dreary and wet here for the last several days. And I, uh, I'm one of those people that kind of gets, I'm opposite of you. I like the sunshine. <laughs> I do not. I would rather if I had a choice to either be melting or freezing, I would totally take like the lava option. Let me take the heat, baby. You know? <laughs> I am not, however, I am not a fan of cold rain. Yeah, it chills you to the bone. It chills you to the bone and it lingers and it stays with you all day long. It's one of those colds that you can't just, you can't shake it unless you go get into like a hot shower or something. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we're here talking about resilience today. And um, uh, well, I guess maybe before we get into the resilience, I'd like to talk about how you and I met. So everybody kind of has a little bit of background. I'm sure people are wondering, like, how have they known each other since November of 2019? I've never talked face to face. Well, um, 
some of you guys who have been following the show, my episode seven was Don, who is Melissa's sister. Um, and a couple of years ago, I had gifted, well, I had gifted Dawn with a, well, she bought it, but gifted her a um, gift certificate to have a spirit square done. That's a piece of art that I do. It's they're, um, like it's like a memory box or keepsake box or a spirit box sort of thing. My husband makes these custom made wonderful frames. And then I kind of do a consultation with the individual that I'm making it for and learn about why the spirit, the essence behind it. And then we implement all kinds of um, items that are important to the client. And so Melissa and I started speaking, uh, like I said, November 22nd in 2019, because one of the Christmas gifts she got from Dawn was a spirit square from me, um, like a custom one. So we started speaking about that and, you know, what kind of things do you want in there? Da, 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 da. And then like life happened, life happened, you know, um, we had a, a series of misfortunate events, I think between the two of us, but on my end for sure. And so it's been over a year now since this project has been in the works and we've been back and forth over it a few times. I actually, I do have stuff laid out in the back here that I, I was like, I still have the bag of crystals that I got. I have the frame. Look, I had to show you this so that you didn't think that, you know, you were forgotten or anything. This is my drawing layout of what's about to be oh happening. Gosh. I've done my notes and my homework. I have pictures, I have scripts and everything printed out. This is gonna be your frame. Oh, wow. And I spray painted all of that in different layers. It's hard to check in this light here because I've got it dark in here so I don't get all ghostly, but there's a lot of um, shimmer in this to give it a little bit of sparkle. And then I've got your bag of crystals. I have had these since 2019. I've had all of these waiting for you. <laughs> so uh, Melissa don't, don't, contacted don't me. Don't get here when they're supposed to. That's the way I, I know. Do. That's the thing. It's And I'm, I was thinking, because I felt I was like letting this nastiness kind of settle in on me. I'm like, I can't believe that this project is taking you a year. Like, seriously come on like i felt like i was beating myself up over it and then i don't know after you after you reached out and touched base with me on it um which i think was probably in december maybe um i started thinking about it more and then we had booked this show to do and you and i have been chatting even more and more and more and learning more about each other and i was like I bet that this was not supposed to be done until we had this episode, until we had this show, until you and I got to connect face to face and more than just the message. I, I feel like I'm gonna take so much from this and be able to implement even more into this project. It is a spirit square. Um, I'm gonna be working with the crystals and whatnot. It's supposed to be something for protection and grounding and love. And I just, I think like, it's meant to happen when it's meant to happen, like you're saying, and maybe this needed to happen first. So <laughs> it's entirely possible. Uh, so, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to uh, working on that. I told you that's my goal. I'm going to get that epoxy in um, by the end of the month here. And then I am going to I do plan to do some episodes showing like the construction of it because I, I do love the art and the spirit side of it too. So um, hopefully you guys will be able to witness some of this creation in the works here. 
But uh, so yeah, over our discussions over the last couple of years, I have found you to be a pretty resilient person and you're going through some crazy stuff right now. What are you going through right now physically? Um, right now I am six weeks post-op. I just had yet another back surgery. This makes number seven. Seven. The number of completion. <laughs> I know. That's that's just like, okay, this is this is crazy, but you know, it is it is what it is. It it was a very invasive surgery, and I was just like, okay, I, I've done this before. So I mean this is a little bit longer. I found out, okay, you're gonna have an, an extra long recovery. And I just thought, you know what? I've got this. I've done this before. I can do this again. I mean, I listen. I have to listen, obviously, to the surgeons. And when they tell me all of the things I can't do, which is most things, yeah, I pretty much had to come up with, this was way back in the beginning, a list of, instead of looking at the things I can't do, I had to come up with a list of things that I can do. Right. And 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 do the pros and cons and say, okay, this is what you can do. Don't be don't go into this in a negative way, even though you right. feel awful and you know you're on pain meds that make you insane, instead of making you tired like most people, they make me insane. Yeah. So I've like, had those. Awesome. But I learned how to to channel my energy like days when I was having a really tough time and I was like, you know what, you are going to get through this. And it's just like, you need to pull out that, that source energy that I know is there and yeah. everybody has it. It's, it's, it's <clears throat> almost like the sink or swim. You, it's right. your choice and you can pull it out mm -hmm. when you need it. It's there. Yeah, and that's what I opted to do. I like that you had put that in there, that whole sink or swim. It's like that fight or flight kind of syndrome, you know. I, yes. I agree with that. Um, resilience to me, I mean, and it is the definition really, is all about bouncing back from tough situations. And there's different levels in how we can do that, you know. Like you, I like that you had brought up being positive about it, positive speak so to speak, you know, um, I could go in it with this mindset or speaking this about it or complaining about it, like, oh, this hurts or I can't do this. I can't do that. I like that you flipped it and what, well, this is what I can do and let's focus on it positively there. What, what are some of your limitations these days? Um, right now, I am not allowed to sit for more than 15 or 20 minutes. Ooh. I can't drive. Mm. I can't bend. I can't twist. I can't squat. I, I can't do anything other than pretty much stand up straight. I'm allowed to, I'm allowed to walk, obviously. Uh, I'm allowed to stand, but I can only stand for a certain period of time. And I'm allowed to lay a certain way when I lay down. That's that's kind of interesting. How long is the recovery process supposed to be for you? Um, right now, well, I just hit six weeks post-op. 
So I'm still looking at another minimum of eight weeks. Eight more weeks? Eight more weeks of exactly what I'm doing. And you're six weeks in already, you said? Yes. Oh, my goodness. So you're almost at the halfway mark, right? That's kind of funny. Wait, seven will be your halfway mark. Yes. That magic number again. Seven. Seven's that third. magic you're number that keeps popping up. This is the 27th episode, and your sister was on for the seventh episode. For the seventh episode. You know? <laughs> and my friend Precious is joining us in. She says, hello, queens. And her favorite number is actually seven. She does. Hi, Precious. If you ever go and check out the I Choose Me Bling Boutique, this is her store. All of the prices in her store add up to seven. Oh, like wow. Is, everything is built on seven for her. So seven is a really... And that's why I know that it's the number of completion because she's been driving in my head for a very long time. <laughs> there you go. That's wonderful. So resilience is all about bouncing back. Um, I thought it was interesting that you brought up when we were in our conversation, our messaging and whatnot before we got here. Um, you had said something. And this is why I put it up in the, the title and the for the promotion for the show. Um, that you learned to pull from your source more deeply. Explain exactly. that. Because we all, like, I mean, not everybody under really, really understands the terminology of source and what that means and how to pull from it. And there are many different ways to do it. So I would like for you to explain what that means to you and then um, tell us like the practical things you have been doing to pull from your source more deeply in order to be more resilient. Uh, to me, I mean, the definition, everybody is made of energy. Everything is made of energy. Everybody has a source well of energy inside of them. Mm -hmm. But most of us don't use it in the, in the manner that we need to, or they pull from it very little. Mm -hmm. Whether it be mind or just body-wise. And for me, it was mind-wise, obviously, because I was, you know, post-op. It's not like I could, you know, just go in there. But it was more of a meditation that I was doing, like a deep meditations. So that was another thing that I learned. Deep meditations were really helping me. Mm -hmm. And during those meditations, I would learn, I would pull, and I would say, you know what? You can do this. You've got this. And you can, and I would just say, come on, you know what, I'm reaching in and I'm pulling out this energy, this magic, whatever you need to call it. It's there. I'm going to use it to get me through this because I know it's there and I know that it's going to help me. I and it did. It's, it's funny that you brought up the word magic, too, because Precious, who's joining in, whose favorite number is seven, her word of the year is magic. <laughs> you're, you're syncing up with this sister that you haven't even met yet in all the ways here. <laughs> that's kind of funny. I think it's funny how we all relate like that. And that's a part of the show, too, is to show how our experiences and our things that we go through in life and who we are, we are so much more alike and knit together than we could ever even imagine. Yes, we may be different on the outside. Yes, we may have different tastes for things, but on the inside, spirit-wise, I think we are so stinking connected. And it takes yes. 
it takes things like this, these conversations, a show like this, writing a book like the one I did where you get to see inside all ages, all genders, all social backgrounds of what life experience is, you know? Um, so for me, I actually didn't really learn about pulling from my source, so to speak, at all until I met Dawn, who's, like I said, your sister. Um, I met her probably like five years ago. And you can go, you'll have to go back and rewatch the episode that she was on for because it kind of, it details how we met, which was a really funny scenario. Um, but she, after we became friends and whatnot, she started doing meditations at her house. It was, she is the first person I ever did group meditation with. She was the first person I ever had, like, try to do energy healing and whatnot with me. And so she's taught, she's been like a guru for me over the last five years and uh, taking me down the spiritual rabbit hole as far as source goes, you know? Um, yeah, I didn't, I, the, the word source has been new to me over the last several years, you know? We all have different uh, faith backgrounds and religious backgrounds and whatnot. And um, I don't know, I hear, well, I hear people will refer to God as source, um, but I also hear people refer to source as like your your energy inside of you. Where do you stand on that? Um, I think it can go either way. Either I mean, way? Yeah, I think that people can, I mean, for some, for some people like in, in a religious, thing that their source of empowerment is a higher, a higher deity. Right. For some, for others, it may be inside themselves as well as a higher deity, or it could be for others, you know, just say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to try this on myself. And I, you know, I, I, I'm going to do this. Because I've always believed, I'm thinking, you know what, you have to, you can do this. It's in there. You just have to learn to do this for yourself. I mean, I can, I can pray as much as I want. I can, you know, but I, I know this is there. I know if I do this for myself and I'm going to feel this happening, to myself that this is really going to empower me more as a person knowing that it's successful and that it works right and that that's the resilience i think i think that faith in that uh that digging deep and whatnot that feeds and fuels the resilience that bounce back i used to think for the longest time that resilience literally just meant muscles like <laughs> <laughs> like resilience meant you were tough and like, oh yeah, I, I pulled a muscle, but I'm going to get through it. Cause I'm buff. You know what I'm saying? Or like, I can move. Yeah, the oh, I know exactly <laughs> no, but it's tied to your spirit, your emotions. It's tied to your energy. It's tied to your physicality as well. I think uh, resilience is something that we are innately born with. Everybody was, born, like we, we said earlier, with that whole fight or flight instinct or sink or swim instinct, we have the natural born instinct to survive and to overcome and to bounce back. But, you know, I, and I, I do have this in the book, the little intro to my resilience chapter says that only through heartache, pain and desperation and loss can we really embrace the rainbows of our lives. You know, if we don't I, I, have if we don't have all the crap to go through 
it's kind of hard to appreciate. I mean, it, we just get lost in taking things for granted, I guess. Like, I mean, this is this is a long shot for me to say to you because you've gone through this too many times. But like for the person who's going through the back surgery for the first time, you know, you've been through it several times. So you have kind of developed already uh, like a method or a plan of resilience towards this because it's not your first go. But the first the first time that you had it done, um, what what got you through that? Were you were you really like pulling just from your energy? Were you praying? Were you doing all of it? I mean, we are born to survive, and you, I guarantee you, you probably must appreciate after going through it seven times as well. You're you're one of those that doesn't take having your physical self working for granted. <laughs> no, the first time was actually different for me because the first surgery I had was a neck fusion. What is that? Um, they fused a bone in my neck. To what? You have yes, I do have a disease. It's it's a it's called degenerative disc disease. Okay. And Actually, that means that all of my my discs teacher, my teacher my that I neck, the book to has that as well. <laughs> yes, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. And um, the first surgery was actually the easiest one. I mean, sadly yeah. enough, they basically slit my throat. Oh. And went in through the front. And, so I had this, and, and the doctor was nice enough to say, oh, you know, they just went, you know, I was supposed to go in here, but I went in through a wrinkle instead. And that really made me laugh. <laughs> Thank God for wrinkles. That's what I'm you like, thanks, thanks for that. Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But that was actually crazy. an easy surgery. But the, the hardest part was I could not twist my head because he said, I'm going to try something new on you. Most people I put in a neck brace, I'm not going to put you in a neck brace. However, you have to be extremely careful. Like you can't uh, twist your head. What about when you're sleeping? I think it, it was like you had to turn your whole, I had to turn my whole body. But when you're sleeping, like you don't, you don't always know back. what your body is doing. So what happens if you just eh, tried to roll over? That no, bad. I had to sleep flat on my back and I had to put pillows on either side of me. Mm. So that was that was interesting. And I actually had to sleep on the couch so I would not be tempted to roll. Mm. But it, it was interesting. So that but that was that was by far the easiest one. So and so what other areas would you say that you especially coming through 2020? I mean, I know everybody's 2020 took a big shift. We Nobody had control over what was going on. Aside from the physical side of things, how have you as a, a cat mom, a, um, a woman, um, and then like so you have you have health issues that you have to deal with. How has 2020 brought out resilience in you aside from the physical side? like what what other areas have you had to develop maybe a new resilience in or find a new way to be resilient um honestly 2020 was not that difficult for me now and the reason why is health wise i mean i had i was in a lot of pain and so it was leading up to this you know surgery i mean i was very very I had to pick and choose social occasions. If I could go out like what beforehand, 
mm. like before everything shut down, I had to close down. I had to pick and choose social occasions. I was at home most of the time because of my pain. So it really didn't have an impact on me socially. Okay. Mentally, I was okay with that as well because I am an introvert, but I'm a social introvert. Right. And I still had, I mean, I could, I could do work from home. I do volunteer. I volunteer for a nonprofit um, cat sanctuary. Yeah, <laughs> I did that for many, many, many years. I love it. We're sisters of the same heart, you and I. That's great. <laughs> I, I deal. I work for a nonprofit uh, special needs cat sanctuary that's out of New Jersey, and I have for years. And um, in fact, I work for two of them now. And I'm also a beta reader for an author. So wow. that's never changed anything for me. Right. And so here I am, you know, reading books, still doing reviews, things like that. And I mean, that's the biggest thing for me. I've always been a huge, huge reader. So, and I always have a, a TBR, you know, pile of books yes. to read. Yes, I've always said that's the, that is the only thing that I hoard in my house. That Me personally, my family likes to, they've got all kinds of different collections of stuff. But uh, I have books upon books, and it's the hardest thing for me to ever part with. Like I yes. will, I'll, I'll get yes. it. I'll I'll get the bins down and be like, okay, they've been in the bins. But I'm like, nope, don't want to get rid of that. I'm gonna have a use for that again. I'm gonna read it again. Uh, somebody's gonna need it, and I won't get rid of them. You know. <laughs> I have honestly. I gave away. I donated them to a library. This was about two years ago. Over four hundred books. And I still oh have my about, gosh. and I still have about a thousand. No lie, we have really? a spare yeah. a spare bedroom. You got me. Is, we call it the library because that's all that's in it is my books. That's one of my dreams. That's one of my dreams. Whenever we get into when we move from this house and we get into the bigger house one day, hopefully, because we 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 need just a little more space here. We've got stuff like overflowing from every area, and not by choice. I'm like as OCD anti-clutter as it gets. And I just, I'm like, there's nowhere else to put stuff and I can't get rid of half of this stuff. I need it. You know, when we do get into a bigger place though, that is, it's always been a dream of mine since I was a kid to have like a library. And uh, it's really cool right now. Uh, Precious and I, she was on a show a while back and we had brought up uh, over the last few years. I mean, I've, I've been very fortunate to meet a lot of people and become friends with a lot of people who write, who have published books or are in the process of doing it. And uh, she had brought it up on the show. She's like, it's so cool. Like I have a whole bookshelf of all my friends, of all authors and people that I know. I'm like, huh, I have a top shelf. That's all authors and people that I know. I'm like, it is really cool that you, you've been able to watch everybody else's journeys and, and you know them and whatnot. I think it's really cool. But yes, yeah. books. books are my thing too. I want a library so bad. Do you have a thousand books sitting in your house? Yeah, at least. Oh my Lord. I told my husband, I said, I need another bookshelf. And he said, you're not getting another bookshelf until you get rid of more books. See, well, did your husband do any building by chance? Um, no. <laughs> he's, not husband, really, he's not really the handyman type. Mine, mine is very handy. And, um, 
we have a hard time communicating about his ideas sometimes because he'll tell me, oh, I'm going to do this and punch a hole there and do this. And I'm like, it sounds like you want to blow up the house. I don't want you to touch anything. But then he'll go ahead and do it while I'm not looking. And they'll be like, oh, I get it. That's so great. Can you build me some more? Uh, yeah, I'm a big shelf person here. When I run out of space, I go, to get, I need a shelf, 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 shelf. And he will go and build the shelves and stick them wherever I need. That's the only thing I can do these days to maintain the clutter. More shelves, you know. <laughs> yeah, very good. That's fantastic. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> oh, my goodness. So um, I would like to, I, I would like very much to read something to you out of the book that I wrote, and I would like your take on it. The reason why is uh, my cousin wrote it. Um, she is very much, you know, we've talked in all of our interests and things that we do, um, is very much cut from the same cloth. And she has not been able to make it on the show to read this in person yet. She did just uh, recover from COVID herself. Oh, she's no. in Detroit. Yeah, she's in Detroit. My whole family's in Detroit, Michigan. So her uh, her I boyfriend- I that are in Ipsy. Oh, Ipsilani. Hey, yep. hey. I know all the places in Michigan. Shout in out Freeland. to- I have another in Freeland. Oh, I thought you said in prison. I'm like, no, I have known people in prison in Michigan too. <laughs> but uh, she, yeah, she wrote this poem. And I think that I would like to have your perspective on it because I know that you, you look at things very similarly to she, to my cousin. So I want to read this to you and see what your take of resilience is out of it, if you don't mind. Oh, is that's that okay. Fine. Okay. We'll do that and talk about it. And I just, I, like I said, I'd like from a like mindset type person where this lands for you. And this is Lessons in Resilience with the Melissa's. Whoop, whoop, first time. First time with right. the Melissa's. And not the last, hopefully. Mm -hmm. mm. No, we already have discussed. We're going to have Melissa back on very soon because through our com conversations leading up to this show, uh, a totally awesome topic was birthed and born. And so that I'm very, very, very excited to get into. We will schedule that. And I, I can't wait to have you back. I can't wait to dig into that one. <laughs> All right. This is called returning. Not like returning as one word, but capital R-E dash turning like a cycle, like you're turning again. Um, and she is a, she's 30. She is a yoga instructor. She does meditation. She does cards. She very in tune with nature. Cats and birds are her two favorite things. She's got three cats and she's a bird watcher. So, like, oh, so, am I. so am I. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I said, there's, there's a lot of similarities here. <laughs> All right. Let me know where this lands for you. Life moves in cycles. It's irrefutable. It's everywhere. The cycle of breath. Pause. Inhale. Pause. Exhale. And repeat. The cycles of the sky, sun by day and moon by night, or moon by month, I'm sorry. The cycle of the year. Winter's rest and conception, spring's birth and play, summer's fullness and fire, Autumn's transformational death. The cycles within the body, 
male moved by the sun, female by the moon. The cycles of human life mirrored by nature, as above, so below, as within, so without. So ups, downs, ups, downs, turn, turn, turning the wheel. Lessons learned and unlearned, then repeated and again. These cycles allow for mistakes, for nonlinear growth, for revisiting from a different space. They allow for forgiveness, a roadmap to wholeness as patterns emerge. Although circular vision is innate, it is not embraced in today's world. Instead, we are taught to see in straight lines, to race to the finish, to meet the benchmarks, to draw comparisons and contrasts, and to box ourselves in. We ignore and numb our current pain, hoping for some future point when things might feel better. When our vision denies the expansive cyclical in favor of the constricted linear, we inevitably disconnect. We doubt ourselves and place blame, compare and don't measure up. We look for ways to escape who we are or perhaps don't know how to acknowledge that where we are now matters. With narrowed tunnel vision, we are always waiting for a light at the end. The hamster wheel is the only wheel, monotonous, endless, and punishing. Forgetting how to listen within, we seek meaning from the things without. We cut ourselves and starve ourselves, take pills to unbecome ourselves. We drink, we smoke, we hide, we mask. We put up walls because walls have been placed around us. Like caged animals, our natural instincts dismissed, we forget how to be fully alive. Now is the time to remember. It's time to reclaim the universe inside, that beautiful turning wheel with all its ups and downs, that release in knowing there is no clear beginning and no definite end. It's all a journey of reliving, every day a new chance to circle back. Each repetition, a chance to see freshly, to relearn who we are, to fall in love with nature. There is power in cyclical awareness, the power to embrace those ups and downs, knowing things won't always feel good or look perfect, but eventually they will again. The seesaw back and forth, the rolling and receding of the tide, the birth, the death, the pause, and the lessons along the way. To be strong in this life, to be balanced, to be flexible, to be free, we all must become spiders spinning meaning into every thread. By Andrea Rose Meldrum from Detroit, Michigan. <laughs> How does that uh, how does that land for you? That was her take on resilience, and I think her approach was so much of just like the na the natural, yeah, how we were born, you know, born with it, kind of. Like we were talking about, I think that we, like I said to you before, I spent a lot of time in my early twenties 
And by the way, I'm 52 now. Mm -hmm. Trying to relearn everything that I was taught because I was thinking, this is not me. And I felt so phony with all the labels that had been placed on me. I thought, right. this is not who I am. So I went on a journey and tried to find out who I was. And that includes a lot of the things like listen, looking at that. I mean, listening to that poem, I'm like, yes, this is exactly what it is. I'm not put in a box. I'm not, I don't fit in a box right. or at least not in the box that I was told I fit in. Um, <laughs> I love nature. I love outside. Everything is built on a spiral, even in nature. Um, one of my greatest, one of the things that has helped me the most, I know that I remember that I was reading a lot of things when I was recuperating from surgeries. Mm -hmm. And one thing, two things actually stuck out that I always remembered. And one of them was like that the, this, the moon has its phases and that's okay. We're allowed to as well. Right. right. And the next one said that the sun no matter how many times it goes down, it always rises again. Yes. And another one that I heard, and it actually, my the owner of the sanctuary that I work for loved it so much that she made it their logo or their mantra, so to speak. Yeah. It's that each day brings new hope. Because uh, I can't yeah, believe that every single morning when I wake up, I'm thinking each day brings new hope, no matter how small or, you know, what I do every morning is I am grateful for three things. I say three things that I'm grateful for, whether it is the cup of tea that I'm sitting with, you know, sipping that tea, uh, whether it's for a book that I'm reading that I really love whether it is being able to go outside and look at the stars at night, you know, simple things. And that's where I really draw on, you know, it doesn't have to be huge. Just be grateful. Yeah, I agree with that too. I think the gratitude is a huge thing in, um, I think finding resilience, um, you you know we talked about pulling from source and like the meditation side of things and maybe the um religious faith sort of things but um i know both you and i are kindred spirits when it comes to nature and i can't tell you my favorite thing in the whole wide world if i feel like i need to be rejuiced sometimes it's not church that's going to do it for me i need to go for a hike i need to be in the trees i need to be in the trees in nature alone with animals or without, I love plants as much as I love animals and bugs and everything else. But I don't know. There's a definite, huge, huge shift in my energy and my being. It's like an understanding that comes about almost when I can, when I feel like, oh, I'm broken down. I need to go and get away. I need to go for a walk in the woods, you know? And when I'm out there, it's like everything else strips down. I become kind of naked in a way and I can yeah. really examine what it is that's going inside, going on inside of me that I need to find my strength for. And I always seem to get it. 
I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I'm always spoken to and communicated with when I'm in nature, whether it's from a whisper in the wind or rustle in the leaves, a certain co couple animals that come across my path. Oh, which I had to ask you too. That reminds me. Right before uh, we came on the show today, I was out back and I do, I feed everything in the world back here. So it's, it's no, it's no weird thing for me to have deer and coyote and foxes and raccoons, everything in the world. Um, my bird game, my neighbor behind me has like this elaborate whole bird feeding setup. So like he usually has the birds in his yard. I can always hear them and stuff, but like, that's like the hot spot for the birds. Cause it's like the candy factory for them. But yep. as, as I was getting ready to come in here, it was probably five minutes before we were going live. A murder of crows showed up and started all over my backyard. Like, I mean, a full on, there had to be 50 crows. I've never seen more. I get them in fives a lot, threes and fives. I will have three crows that'll show up and be like in my driveway or five I always see. But there was a full on, I've never ever witnessed in my entire life this many crows in one spot. And they were all caca, 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 and over the top. Oh, just all around the top of the house. I was like, well, isn't that interesting? Uh, I know crows That's usually, crows, well, crows can get a bad rap, but I mean, like I know them as tra transformation and, you know, they, they keen with seeing much like a lot of the birds and the raptors, but uh, yeah. Do you know anything like what, what other than transformation, what that would symbolize? I was like, this is the craziest thing ever. I had, uh, there was so many, I've never seen so many ever. And I always, I always consider that when animals and things show up not like they normally do. I'm like, that's a sign that means something, or that's a message, or I'm supposed to embrace this, or like, it's it's a, it's a, it's an alert for me to like, shut up, pay attention, look, listen, something's about to come in, you know? <laughs> that's for me, I've always like thought when I see crows, because we have, we have, I'm, I'm the neighbor that has all the bird feeders. So I have all the animals, the birds and everything like that. We get lots of crows. We even have hawks, which is yeah, yeah. We do too. Um, and whenever I see tons and tons of crows, we get them too because we have woods in our backyard. I'm really lucky about that. Um, <laughs> I always think of it as there's some type of message that I need to listen. Either I'm not listening to my body or I need to pay attention and meditate. And because there's something that I need to hear that the universe is trying to tell me and that I need to get on the same page. Right. It's like a message trying to come through. Yes. And, you know, <clears throat> I like to like ask and talk about it because, you know, you can Google it. What does that mean? But, and you can read about it. I have books. I have a great book called Animals Speak. I don't know if you've ever heard of it before. It's a fabulous book. I'll have to send you like a little shot of it, but they go into great length and depth about, um, animal speak when certain animals are showing up into your life for consistent periods of time or in weird ways. Um, they give you like the whole cultural countdown of, you know, all the different cultures that view, let's say crows, native Americans think about it this way. Celtics think about it this way. Christians think about it this way. Da, 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 da. And then they just go on with the animal and the totems and all that stuff too. But uh, yeah, I, I, I like to talk with people about it because much like words, um, there's always more than one meaning and more than one perspective. And like I said, we are, we are kind of cut from the same cloth as far as our animals and nature 
bond goes. So I was just curious, yes. what would that mean to you? Because that was a first time experience for me. I was like, well, this is fitting. I'm going to have to ask her that. <laughs> yeah, the, the nature part. Um, in fact, one of the pictures you pulled off of my page was, I think it was when I had sunglasses on and I was sitting on a tree stump. Mm -hmm. that was actually to every every year i'm i'm very spoiled in this and i'm very lucky mm -hmm. my brother lives in maine my and brother just is moving to maine in like two weeks really so, yeah, he's never been there before up until last month and they went and found a house got a job and so yep he's booking off to maine i've never been there but yeah i only have one what sibling part? uh well I'm not really sure. They, uh, they, they, there was one place they were talking about that started with the L, Lubeck or something, maybe. I don't know. But uh, Portland and Lubeck, maybe. Oh, Lubbock, yeah. Oh, he's probably right near my brother. But, anyways, every year I go to Maine, all I have to do is buy my plane ticket, I stay with my brother. Um, for two, usually for about one to two weeks, uh, we have a friend that has a cabin that is quite literally in the middle of nowhere. It is four hours away from my brother's house. Sounds and like there is, it's on a lake that is absolutely gorgeous. And I, and I have a thing for water too. I mean, I'm a Capricorn, so I'm half fish, you know, half fish. <laughs> I love water. Did you have a birthday? Pardon me? Do you have a birthday coming up? I just had one last Friday. Okay. I was like, I know it's Capricorn season right now. <laughs> yeah, I just had one last Friday. So every year we go to our friend's cabin, which is <clears throat> truly right on the lake. It is probably 150 yards from the back door to the dock and the lake and we will go out on we'll take the forerunners out but just being out in the woods and we'll just sit there and we'll look at the beaver dams we'll just look at the creeks and we go mushroom hunting to take pictures of them and that is these and i've always described it this way is that is the place that recharges my soul That's it is just everything everything about it i'm just so grateful mm -hmm. and it is just the most amazing experience every year i've been doing this for i can't even tell you how many years and i thought wow this is just it's so hard to come back i mean because it, it's so nice because you're like okay nice no no electronics at all yeah i mean there is a phone, but that's in case of emergencies because it's, right. it's quite literally you need GPS coordinates. That's all yep. there is. There's no street name. Yeah. You need that latitude and the longitude and all that. That's right. right. That's right. And we got on the ATVs. We've seen moose. We've seen bear. I go to sleep every night. Last year, I was looking at, I was sleeping on the porch. He has a screened-in porch and like the most amazingly comfortable 
Adirondack chairs with like a four inch orthopedic mattress. My brother and I slept on the porch, so there's no bugs. It was it was actually really, really hot, but we hear the loons every night, and there is nothing like falling asleep to the sound of loons. I've never slept better in my entire life than I have at this lake, ever. Wow. It sounds like heaven. I want to I want to go there and stay there and be there myself. That's my goal. That's my my do all end all goal is like once these kids, man, once these kids are like ready, like I need that like little cabin in the middle of the woods where nobody I'll be like that little old lady living in the middle of nowhere That's and just me. going frolicking with the bear and the moose and the raccoons. I'll have a pet raccoon. Pet squirrel that sits on my shoulder. I'm gonna have all that stuff, you know. <laughs> That's so right. Happy. We actually, they actually have there, and it made me laugh so hard. They have a red squirrel there, and we were having so much fun this summer because we were feeding him cheese puffs. Yeah, I've seen. I've actually begins. I've begun to see that more frequently lately. People are making pet squirrels happen, like, They're and not, not, necessarily, not, not necessarily bringing them in. But like squirrel has made said nest or burrowed into this side of your shed or whatever. And they go out there and they will feed them the corn and feed them the stuff and give them the cheese. And the squirrels will let them, let, them, let you pet them on the head and everything. I'm like, oh, I need a pet squirrel. And not to bring inside. I just like, you know, those animals that come to you and like, oh, I understand you feed me. I want to scratch them, you know. Give them yeah, a little I want to give you the little <laughs> I want to. I want to pet the squirrels. I can do that. I mean, seeing them is just absolutely amazing. And I mean, when we were on ATVs the one day, I was further back in the line, but my friend stopped, and I thought, "What's going on?" And he held up his hand in a stop motion. And I thought, what's going on? And then all of a sudden, this huge moose comes walking right across. Oh, my gosh. And I had never seen a moose before in person. And I was thinking, oh, my gosh, I've never seen anything this big. And it was so big. And I said, how big? And this, this moose just stood there and let us, I swear it was posing. <laughs> let us take pictures of her. And she was letting us take pictures of her, and she just stood there. Oh. I mean, just stood there, and it was amazing. And I just said, how tall is she? And and my friend Todd, who it's his cabin, his and his wife's cabin, said, oh, she's got to be like seven feet at the shoulder. He oh goes, so add on another four feet for the head. He goes, you easily got a 1,200-pound animal. It's like the size of a car. Yeah. Wow. I've never seen I've never seen one in person either. I've that would be glorious. I don't know. I have I have a big part of me that wants to like go move over near like Yellowstone someday. <laughs> that might be the goal. I don't know. I need to be I just I'm like uh I see all these these shows and the National Ge Geographics and everything on online and you know, I I catch myself pining for it. And like, there's a little sadness in my soul. Like, Oh, if only, but I'm like, who's stopping me? Who's stopping me from going there? I, you know, obviously we got bills in life and stuff like that to do, but like, Hey, who's saying we can't sell this place in a year or two and just pick up and start somewhere else. I want to be in that nature zone. Like so bad. I do too. And you know, I, I, my husband and I have 
plans to retire to New England. So Very that's cool. I would just rather go sooner rather than later. I don't mm -hmm. want to be 70 years old when this happens. Right. And nobody's guaranteed tomorrow either. That's the other thing that came up for me too. I'm like, well, I don't need to wait like 10 years to do it. Like originally I was like, well, when the kids graduate, but I'm like, no, they would be down to go and live in that world too. We just got to oh. like tie up those loose strings or whatever, but you only live once. Nobody's guaranteed tomorrow. I'm right there with you sooner rather than later is better. And you can always come back if it didn't work out. You know? That's, yeah. Well, you know what? I actually looked into. I was I was helping my husband helping, looking into he the company that he works for. They're a conglomerate, so they have offices all over the United States, and they actually have an office in Portland, Maine, which is twenty minutes from my brother's house. I think that's gonna be my, where my brother's. At too. Well, no. Well, no. Isn't that kind of nice and kind of convenient? convenient. I'm like, well, we can transfer into the Portland office. Right. It's very convenient. See, everything works for the good always. I'll roll this yes. one by you too. Uh, I know this. This is uh, we're we're doing resilience, but I feel like this is kind of part of it too. Um, I do you ever pick like a word of the year by chance? I don't. It's this is like my first year. <laughs> this is my first year doing it. So like, and I have friends that have done it and, uh, you know, I've asked like, well, why do you do it? And how do you do it? And is there a rhyme or a reason? So this is the first year that I actually embraced doing it. And my word has changed on the third time now, and I'm solid with it. The word is anastrophic. The word anastrophic means that you believe you can believe that everything is working for your good. Like the universe is working for your good. All things are working for good. And um, I feel like since we're dancing on that whole resilience topic today, uh, embracing that whole idea of being anastrophic, embracing the quality of anastrophic, I think really helps me bounce back. It helps like just having that knowing in me, and I really do believe it. I believe that the universe does work for our benefit. We all work together for the good. You got to hop into that collective and be ready to receive and be ready to give. Exactly. You, know, you, can't just, you can't just be sitting there with a sign on the sideline saying, I need this stuff. You know, <laughs> you got to be in the flow and in the mix of it. But exactly. And you have to are, say, you know what? It is, I believe, I truly believe that what you put out there, you will receive back. So right. if it's positive, it's positive. If it's negative, you're going to get negative that comes back at you. Yeah. Yeah. Like I tell that to my husband a lot too. You put that negative energy out there, you're going to attract the negative energy back. You know, if you're being a turd to people, you're going to attract turdy people back to you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is true. But I feel that uh, just, having the knowledge that yeah everything does work together for the good that helps me feel resilient and again i just i don't know i feel just going back through our conversation here i find my greatest resilience when i get to be in nature and sometimes it's quite often alone you don't need a whole team of people or army with you to feel your resilience so i guess uh what i really i think is important for this message for the show today is that resilience shows up different for everybody and that maybe the key to the resilience is finding that thing that makes your spirit sing you know 
that makes you happiest. It might be for the Melissa's here, nature might be being out in nature and the animals and stuff, but maybe it's church for somebody else. Maybe it's being surrounded by a group of people that are good at doing the affirmations, a, a good coach, you know, your resilience can come sometimes just from looking in the mirror and you have to be that coach for yourself, doing that mirror work, looking in the mirror and telling yourself your affirmations. But uh, yeah, resilience shows up, I think, different for everybody. I think resilience, your bounce back in the end really comes from that place in your heart that wants to be filled. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Kind of like- I truly believe that you have to believe in yourself mm -hmm. first and foremost and say, hey, you know what? I've got this, I can do this, or this is where I wanna be and I can get through this. And you go day by day, you go minute by minute if you have to. I mean, I've been in that situation. Yes. But you can get through it. I that mean, minute by minute part is say, Hey, you know what, I'm having a rough time with this, blah, blah, blah. I'm looking for some blessings. Mm -hmm. you will get them and that minute by minute thing i think is very important too you guys the only way that you can fail is to stop moving the only yes. way you can fail is to quit and stay stuck so and I, I i've said this before you know everybody knows the whole saying put one foot in front of the other just put one foot in front of the other and uh yeah Sometimes you don't have the strength to move that foot all the way forward. So I even like to say and give and give props to anybody. If you could just like even lean into the situation, just if you can't even take a step, just mm, nudge into it a little bit. You ain't quitting. You didn't quit. You've moved. You've made progress. You got a little closer to the situation, you know. But yeah, I just the only way you can fail is to, is to quit, just to stop moving. So. I guess I would leave everybody with the whole thing of just find what it is in your heart that makes you feel strong, that makes you feel the most you. Where is that place that you can go to where you feel like your soul is at peace, your spirit is at peace, that you are who you're meant to be in that moment? Go there when you need to have your resilient moments. And don't, don't worry about it being like, you got to be buff and tough because resilience is not all about brawn. No, it's not. Honestly, it's about, I heard, I heard another saying one time and that, that got added to my resilience is fall down seven times, get up eight. Oh, I like that. I haven't heard that one. I like that. Fall and I was just like, and I think that's from, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's by Rumi. Okay. But I was just like, this is exactly what I need. Like it resonated so deeply with me that I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. And I've always remembered that. And I'm thinking, this is what I need. Some days this is really what I need to get through what I'm going through and say, okay, yeah, I'm in a lot of pain right now, but you know what? I can get through this. I need a distraction, which could be my cats, could be reading, could be meditating, whatever. Right. To take my mind away from the pain that's happening and keeps me in a with a great attitude to say, you know what, this is not permanent. 
it's not going to stay this way. That's right. Everything's temporary. Everything's temporary. I have a, a good phrase too. I'll drop this before we sign out here. Um, a friend of mine, Lisa Santiago McNeil, uh, she, one of the phrases I took from her um, is that I carry with my resilience knapsack of quotes uh, <laughs> is that necessity breeds creativity. In essence, like uh, one of my biggest struggles, as you know, you, you're aware of it too, this past year has been very financial. And oh my God, how are we going to not lose our house? How are we going to keep this on? How are we going to do that? We had surgeries and broken bones and lost vehicles and all this stuff. And uh, so in essence, that creativity or necessity breeds creativity. It's funny when we get put in that that valley, that low season in the box of like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do it? That we get the creative wheels turning, you know, mm -hmm. that the, the whole idea of necessity forces creativity. And also in the essence of like, if there's not an opportunity there, build a door, you know, if opportunity doesn't come knock and build the door, you know, it's just, you gotta sometimes, I don't know, when you get down in, in the muck, you're, you're forced to be creative and and find a way know. out yeah when we're pushed to our limits, a way to pull yourself out when we're pushed to our limits we grow new stuff comes out of us because it's necessary to survive you know it's crazy i don't know that just it's it sticks with me so i just whenever i'm in my like my crappy crap zones especially with the finances and stuff i'm like it's my reminder necessity breeds creativity this is an opportunity for you to look outside the box build a window, build a door, make something new and go for it. You know? <laughs> so I, I have to find my resilience in that quote for the last year or so myself. So, but uh, anyways, I know we are, we're actually one minute over the hour now and I am so grateful. I, so you guys know anybody that's tuning in or catching the replay, my Melissa over here is uh, recovering from her seventh back surgery and isn't supposed to be sitting for more than 15 minutes. And she has been such a trooper and a blessing and very resilient on our resilience episode <laughs> for an hour and two minutes. Now I, I was telling her the whole time. I was like, if you got to go, we'll have like a code phrase or no, something. I'm standing. I've been standing yeah. for a while. You standing? I'm standing. Oh my gosh. Well, you look like you're sitting. You're very still. You do that very good. I'd be like dancing all over the place. You know, needing to move back and forth. I but can't. Well, see, I can't because, <laughs> no. you know what I mean? No twisting, no bang, blah, 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 all that, you know, all those things that I can't do. So when I, if I stand, I'm pretty, I'm pretty much still. <laughs> so you need to go, like, go soak in like a nice warm shower or something after this to relax the muscles and then treat yourself and pamper yourself for being such a trooper. <laughs> did you, did you get to uh, try that soap out that I sent you, by the way? I have not yet. You got to give that a whirl. That uh, is from my master, Dr. Deborah Dunstan. She's a master crystal healer, and that soap is made specially for you. You have garnet in it. And what are the odds that you sent me a soap that has garnet in it, and you had no idea when my birthday was, and that that was my birthstone? Is it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I talked to Dr. Deborah about you multiple times. She helped me get the grid going for your spirit square, first of all. 
Second of all, I said, all right, remember that girl, Melissa, you were helping with the spirit square. She's going through this and that. And, and I, she's having a hard time healing. What crystals should I send? I'm sending her this and that. And we're still working on the spirit square. I need, I want to send her a special soap for healing and, and resilience and all this stuff. The soap that she sent you is a private, like, selection. It's not even on her store. It's not on her site. It's got frankincense and stuff in there. So it's like the good stuff. And she said that garnet has to do with your root system, which helps with the spine and all yep. that. And uh, I was just like, okay, cool. I like that. I didn't, I, I only have one little garnet myself. So I didn't have that one on backup and lo and behold, it's your birthstone. Wait yeah, I, I actually have, obviously, <laughs> since Garnet is my birthstone, but I really like the stone. Anyways, I actually have a few Garnets, you know, along with the rest of my right. always growing collection. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's hard. It's hard to stop with crystals, but that's awesome. Well, go treat yourself to a little wash. Wash with the, with the Garnet and the frankincense and go and rest and relax and enjoy the rest of your day because you have been one resilient diva today. <laughs> I'm trying. So I'm always, I always bounce back. I've always, I'm always a glass half, you know, full. Me too. Me too. Or, you know what? Give me more. You know, just pour yes. some more in there. Yes, I need a little more. Empty, but you know what? Let me finish it and then, or we can get another glass. There's always more. I and I look at life like that. You know what? It's going to get better. You know, this might be not the optimal time, but I'm like, you know, it's COVID. Where am I going? Exactly. Exactly. You know, I I just I just got a brand new book to read for the author that I that I beta read for, and I'm like, that is my huge treat is to start reading that. Ah. Uh. Well, and enjoy it's that. really neat because she sent me, she sent me as a, she's my, she's also a January girl and she's also a Capricorn and we have a lot in common actually. And I've yeah. been with her for like eight years, but she just sent me an ornament that I got after Christmas actually, but it was, it was uh, a Krampus ornament. Mm -hmm. Do you know who Krampus is? Mm-hmm. And it was just because she's like, nobody ever thinks about Krampus. She goes, and I feel bad for him. She said, so I'm going to have a little raffle and you tell me about Krampus. Yes, that was actually my, my grandparents brought me up on that one. That's a blast, a super big blast from the past. For yeah, me. My, my, my great grandfather did. And that's not exactly what I wrote. And then she was like, okay, it's yours. <laughs> so I get and this Krampus, you know. <laughs> ornament and I was just like okay so that's All right, well, she's awesome to her readers do you um we are gonna we're gonna get ready to wrap it up here do you want to leave everybody with a, a word of advice on on resilience or anything final I would say that in regards to resilience whenever you find that times are rough and you feel like maybe you're pushing back against something it don't push ride the wave out hmm. and listen to your gut yes. it will never steer you wrong i see kitty kitty behind you oh yes that's luna hey luna 
Well, I would say uh, on the note of resilience, I'm just going to quote the intro to my resilience chapter because it's probably, I mean, I don't know. I go by it every day. Um, uh, just it's so important to bounce back. Only through heartache, pain, loss, and desperation can we truly embrace the rainbows in our lives. There are successes in the messes and blessings in the lessons. And we were born resilient and meant to survive. Apart or together, we can overcome and rise. So you guys know that your stories matter, your experiences matter. These lessons that we learn along the way are what we leave behind for the world to grow from. So if you're interested in coming on Lessons and Legacies, I would love to have you. You can look me up, Lessons and Legacies on Facebook, Melissa Price on Facebook. You can visit my store, lessonsandlegacies.company.site. Um, also on YouTube and Spotify. If you guys want to get in touch with me and be part of the show, please, I'd love to have you. Um, you can contact me from any of those forums. And the email is lessonsandlegacies at gmail.com. Um, I want to say a big fat special thank you to Melissa. This has been Lessons in Resilience with the Melissas. Um, thank you. Thank you for being so resilient and sticking with it for so long and, and, and sharing with us today. And I look very forward to having you come back. Uh, we have a very, we have a special episode in mind for round two. So that's right. Thank you so um, much for having me. I appreciate it. Always, always. Um, I mean, everybody can be strong. Everybody is resilient. It's there. You just have to, you just have to pull from it. You know, have the confidence in yourself to know that you can override any type of issue. Right. Absolutely. And know that you guys always, there is a blessing in every lesson. It's a bright spot. Right. You gotta look for that glass to be half full. You find that little bright spot, no matter how sticky your situation is. So uh, we will be back tomorrow at two o'clock with Stephanie Morris. Where's my stuff here as I sign out? We've got Stephanie Morris on tomorrow at two o'clock, author of 31 Days to the Heart of My Purpose. And Friday, we've got Brittany Thomas back on and we're gonna be doing Laughter with Her, Faith with uh, Stephanie Morris tomorrow. And uh, then we'll be ready to begin a new week. And so, yeah, you guys stay strong, stay resilient and uh, stay you. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Brightest blessings to all of you. Yes. Be well.